0: The bye week has come and gone, and it's time to start getting ready for the second half of the season. We're here to talk about it on this edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Levels. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Wherever you get your podcasts, hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at Richie bradshaw 36 the podcast as well, at LO underscore Sun Levels. And as always, thanks especially to my everydayers who are here every single day. Before we get started, this episode is brought to you. By PrizePix. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use the code locked on college for a first deposit matchup up to $100 daily fantasy sports made easy. We are entering the second half of the season, sitting at one and five on the year. We are on a five game losing streak. We are cycling through players due to injuries throughout pretty much every position. We've had injuries at quarterback, offensive line especially. The defense has been banged up. There's been a lot going on. You've had an extra week to get healthy. And hopefully that's going to give you some momentum towards the end of the year. Because right now, it's outlook is, is looking bleak for another win for the remainder of the year. It is nothing short of a remarkably difficult schedule. Of the remaining games you have, four are against ranked opponents. The other two are Washington State and Arizona, who are very quality football teams this year. It's going to be really tough to find a win in the rest of the year. Will they? I think so. I think that they're going to find another win somewhere in there. Obviously, I'll be taking them in a U of A game no matter what. U of A could be number one in the country. We could be undefe- or uh, winless. I'd still take Arizona State in that game. Like, this is this is always going to be that situation but i do think that there's another win somewhere in there maybe it's an upset maybe UCLA starts to fall off maybe Washington state falls off i don't know but i do think there's another win in there but before we can get to predicting those games and everything we got to we got to take some steps back and take a look at everything that's going to be happening now that we're coming off of the bye week and the first thing and most important thing is the return of injured players. Now, taking a look ahead to the Washington game, we have some idea of what's going to be going on with the offensive line. Um, Isaiah Glass is back. That's good news. He's your starting left tackle, plug-and-play. Uh, Is he the best guy? No. Is he the worst guy? No. He's quality. You want him out there. It's good to have him back, for sure. Bad news. Bram Walden is out, the guy who was replacing Isaiah Glass. And... I think Walden was okay. He wasn't elite. He also was not like a massive weak point on the offensive line. You could tell he was learning the game, but I still think that Walden has a very bright future. It's just a matter of getting those reps. He got some important reps, but now he's going to be out. That's a bummer. They got a lot of guys that are questionable. You got Joey Ramos, Cade Briggs, and Sione uh, Finale are all questionable for this game. That's really tough, especially when the whole goal was to get healthier during the, during the bye week Now, does that mean that all three of those questionable guys are out? No, not at all. You know, you're hoping that most, if not all of them are good to go. And, you know, you just kind of have to do pitch counts on the offensive line and do a little more shuffling. Like it's not ideal, but it's better than what you were doing when you only had like six offensive linemen you're getting guys back. And that's the most important thing. Uh, Joey Ramos is a tough SOB. I have a feeling he's going to do everything he can to stay on the field, play through the injury. He's a stud. He absolutely deserves every opportunity to get out there. Uh, Beyond those guys, you're going to be looking forward to some of the other uh, skill position guys that are getting healthy. Uh, DeCarlos Brooks is somebody who has missed quite a bit of time. He should be trending in the right direction. I'm not a hundred percent sure at this point in time, if he's going to be available or not, but he's had some extra time now to be able to get back onto the field. If he is good to go, his presence will be more than welcome because the run game was very good. When he was on the field to be able to spell Cameron Scadaboo, he was lining up all over the place as a H back as a outside runner, inside runner. He was doing a little bit of everything for you. So getting the Carlos Brooks back would be really, really good to be able to help stabilize a run game that has really fallen off over the last handful of weeks. It'll help out Cameron Scadaboo's production by keeping him nice and fresh. Uh, Kyson Brown has been a stud, but definitely being able to relegate him to a a third down, or not third down, a a third string running back, be very ideal. Hopefully that's going to end up being the case if Brooks is able to go. Uh, getting Jalen Conyers back to hundred percent is going to be really good too. He was dealing with some food poisoning, which led to a very reduced role for him during the, uh, who'd they play Colorado, Colorado game. It's, it's just a process, man. So getting him back is going to be really good. I know that he hasn't boomed the way that many of us anticipated. And especially me, um, I think that he's going to be in for a good second half of the year. I'm not willing to say he ends up being one of the three best tight ends in the country anymore. Not unless he seriously is like 10 catches and hundred yards per game for the last six games. It it would have to be an insane turnaround. That's just not going to happen. Not even so much his fault. It's just the offense is not at that point yet, but getting him back to hundred percent is still going to be really good for you. He's, on the field, one of the most dynamic players there is. Hopefully he can find the end zone and all that good stuff. Uh, Bryce Pierre and Messiah Swenson should be back to 100% health. You were able to get some rest for guys like uh, Xavier Guillory and for Elijah Badger. Not that they were necessarily injured, but you know they're just even fresher coming off of the bye week. Defensively, you know, Clayton Smith has been banged up all year. He had a week off to be able to get 100% healthy. That's going to be great, especially when you consider... What they're doing in the pass rush, they're going to be able to get him on a pitch count. And they're going to be able to rotate him in so that he's not out there too much and getting, getting himself into situations where he continues to get banged up. He's still a really good player, and this is a good situation to have him in when you have Prince Dorball, when you have B.J. Green, and all the other guys. Uh, defensive interior, you're hoping Anthony Cooper is going to be ready to go. You're going to be keeping an eye out for C.J. Fight for Deshaun Mallory. Make sure they're 100% in the secondary. Sounds like Jordan Clark is back to 100%. And if Jordan Clark is back to 100%, then this secondary is going to play very, very good football. He missed the Cal game, I believe. He, I, man, I think he was on a pitch count for Colorado, but he missed the Cal game. It'll be good to have him back on the field. He's, he's one of your better defenders. He's a very good leader. You know, all the qualities that you're looking for, but getting him back there, back out there will be good. Uh, Josh Carlson, I think is still going to be on the mend, but quite frankly, I think it's better that you have Ian Hershey out there right now to be your primary punter. There's all sorts of guys that are coming back to the Sun Devils, and those kind of reinforcements are going to be able to help you take those steps forward to winning more football games, or at a minimum, being competitive in those football games. It's one of the things that has really held this team back this year was the inability to be able to stay on the football field and. And have enough players. I mean, bottom line, like you're scraping the bottom of the barrel at times with getting enough guys onto the field. That's not going to be the case anymore. Moving forward, they, they're they starting to restock the cupboards, all that good stuff. This is probably the best thing and most exciting thing that I'm looking forward to following the bye week for the Sun Devils. These days, every potential new hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can do this so, so, so quickly and within minutes, have your job posting up. Once you do, add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the right candidates with just the right skills and experience, you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and hire. And as a small business owner, you know that having that right team member can have a positive and measurable impact on your business. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. That's linkedin.com slash college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. If you have yet to check this out, then I don't know what you guys are doing with your Fridays. You need to check out the Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday. They go live 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College Football YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. I know that I tune in every single Friday so that I stay up to date on everything that's going on. So I recommend it. I love it to pieces. Back into our conversation, let's go ahead and take a look at probably the biggest storyline for the Sun Devils all year and what everyone's going to be looking forward to now is the quarterback situation. So Trenton Borgay until further notice is going to be the starting quarterback, unless there is something to be said otherwise about Drew Pine, or I don't know if we see Jaden Rashada the rest of the year, but who knows? Maybe we do see Jaden Rashada at some point, but until further notice, it's going to be the Trenton Borgay show. And that's not a bad thing. That's a very good thing. In my opinion, he's going to be close to hundred percent. If he, Has not been yet, because I know that following that foot injury that he had against Fresno State, he was playing well, I would say, all things considered. But now he's had some extra time to be able to get back into form. That's where you're hoping that he's going to end up being. But what happens with the quarterback play, I think, is our biggest question right now. Look at everything that's been going on. Uh, Borgay, for all intents and purposes, has been serviceable. He's minimizing his sacks. He's only been sacked five times in his four, three appearances. Yeah, in his three appearances, he's been sacked five times. You take that and run. He's completing 65% of his passes, uh, 7.4 yards per attempt. He's got just one touchdown against two interceptions, so he's not getting into the end zone, but he is being efficient. He is completing his passes at a high percentage. He's minimizing the sacks, and when you have an offensive line that's as banged up as they've been, you can't ask for much more. Borge has been effective. Bottom line, bottom, bottom, bottom line, he's been effective. Curious to see how that continues moving forward because we're starting to see the emergence of some of the guys on offense. Elijah Badger is becoming a superstar for the team. He has 33 catches on the year, which is 15 more than second place. He has 422 receiving yards, which is almost 200 more than second place. He has two of the six total touchdowns that the Sun Devils have had through the air. He's getting it done. As long as they're able to find a way to get the ball in his hands. I feel pretty comfortable with him being able to help lift this offense up. Whether it's Trenton Borgay, whether it's Drew Pine or anyone else. I want to see how everyone else gets involved though. How is the quarterback play going to be affecting everybody else? Are you going to be seeing uh, Xavier Guillory finally get going? He's been up and down. Part of that's been the quarterback play. Part of it has just been the play calling. Part of it's been him. It's a little bit of everything. Jalen Conyers talked about him. Is he finally going to get involved? We'll wait and see. But the quarterback play is going to be one of the biggest central storylines that we're going to be focusing on is how are they going to look? How are they going to come out and execute no matter who it is? Because I know that drew pine is hopefully going to be back soon for the team. And I know that they have expectations for him to possibly be the starting quarterback. I don't really know what the plan is at this point. I don't know where drew pine is on his recovery. I don't know if they're expecting him to be available anytime soon or whatever is going to happen with him. But until then we're rolling with Borgay Borgay is effective. It's just going to be very important to see how he's going to be able to handle this workload. How is he going to be getting the ball into his playmakers hands? Is he going to be more comfortable now that he had that extra week of rest for that foot injury? There's all sorts of different things that we're going to be paying attention to with Trenton Borgay, but the position in general, that as a whole, there's a lot to focus on here. There's a lot of emphasis on getting better because if the quarterbacking situation continues to be poor, then like I said earlier, I don't, I just don't know how many more wins you have on the table this year. You need to be able to get that consistent, stable quarterback production. It starts with Trenton Borgay. It also has a lot to do with the play calling as well. But we're going to talk about the play calling for the Sun Devils moving forward in just one moment. Before we get that far, I do want to talk to you guys about our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun that I've had, winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You can select two or more players and pick more or less on their projected stats. Place your entry. It's that easy. Take a look at guys like Saquon Barkley. Are they going to run for more or less than 60 yards? Patrick Mahomes going to throw for two or more touchdowns. Zodo Beckham Jr. going to have 50 receiving yards, more or less. Josh Allen, two or more passing touchdowns. There's so many different ways that you can choose. And having the ability to mix and match makes it so much fun. Plus, Price Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25%. To provide each of them more value. Like I said, it's a lot of fun. I do it all the time. You should do it as well. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use the code locked on college for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use the code locked on college for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. And again, wherever you're getting your podcasts, hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we are posting new content. Back into our conversation, we're going to finish it up with the play calling. When I'm talking about the play calling, look, the defense has not really been the issue this year, but I am curious how they're going to continue running the defense. Are they still going to be hyper aggressive? Are they going to, try and be a little more laid back. One of the turnovers going to start coming in. How's the rotation going to look? I mentioned earlier that Clayton Smith is somebody that we're waiting to see really take off. But part of that has been the injuries is the injury still going to be part of the reason that he doesn't take off or what's going on there. Going to be paying attention to that. Going to be paying attention to, how other guys are getting reps? We've seen lots of D Ford. We've seen lots of Shamari Simmons. Montana Warren is hopefully going to be back soon. What do we end up doing with him when he finally gets back onto the football field? What about Mason Williams and Ed Woods is going to be available for the second half of the Washington game? Curious to see how they get all these other guys involved. Uh Damon Williamson. There's there's a lot going on there. Linebackers, uh Trey Brown was Seen working out with the scout team today. Hopefully he's back. What are we going to do with him? Mention Clayton Smith. Plenty of guys to be returning to the team. What's that rotation look like from the defensive backs to the pass rushers? We'll wait and see. The main thing that we'll be paying attention to is the play calling on offense. Is Kenny Dillingham still going to be so unorthodox that it's completely unpredictable? Are they going to start to get a little more of a rhythm down? Are they going to maybe have a little more consistency in the play calling? I'm not really sure, especially when you're going up a team like Washington. That's number five in the country is legitimately one of the biggest contenders and threats in all of college football to win a national championship this year. What's your plan? Are you going to throw the kitchen sink at them? Or are you going to try and find a, find a rhythm for the team, or are you going to do what you did against USC? And just, it almost felt like they were just kind of like asking fans, Hey, what play should we run? Fake punt. Got it. We're going to do that. Like, what about you? Uh, running back throw to the quarterback. Cool. We're going to do it. Like, what is the plan? And if there's no plan, then how's it going to look? That's where I'm kind of sitting at with the play calling is I want to know what it's going to be for the remainder of the year through the first six weeks of the season, we have seen so many different looks from the offense. Part of that has been because of the injuries. You know, we've had four quarterbacks throw a pass this year. That's going to impact the play calling. We've had several different pass catchers, several different running backs, countless amount of offensive line shuffles. And it's, it's led to a lot of different looks. If you can finally find the health, how is that going to end up looking? How is Kenny Dillingham and Bo Baldwin going to be moving forward with the offense? If Trenton Borgay is your starter for the remainder of the year, if Drew Pine takes over within the next two to three weeks, if Jane Rashada finds his way back onto the football field, what is the play calling going to look like? What are we going to be doing with a run game that has been struggling? What's your solution to getting that back on track? What's your solution to getting Jalen Conyers more involved to getting Xavier Guillory more involved to help the continued progression of Elijah Badger towards, you know, superstar status. These are all questions that I think is going to be answered with what the play calling is going to look like on the offense. The way that you end up scheming this for the remainder of the year is going to determine whether or not you're going to win games, lose games, or have moral victories. If they come out stale and stagnant the way that we saw them the first three weeks of the year, it's going to be really difficult to buy into this team and to win football games. If they continue to be unorthodox like they were the next three weeks, our team's eventually going to catch up with you. If you find a middle ground, what's that going to look like? What What is a middle ground look like for a Kenny Dillingham offense? There's so much here to have a conversation with when it comes specifically to the play calling. That's what I'm going to be looking for. I'm going to be looking towards the return of the injured players. I'm going to be looking towards the quarterbacks and looking to see if we can find another win this year. Do you think the Sun Devils are going to get another win this year? What are you guys looking for coming off of the bye week? Let me know in the comments sound off. You can hit me up on Twitter as well at Richie 36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. But as always, I thank you guys for tuning in. Wherever you're getting those podcasts, hit like and subscribe. Turn on notifications to get an update whenever we post new content. I will see you guys again tomorrow as we begin talking about some Sun Devils basketball. Till then, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.